Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we'll pick up where we left off in chapter 8 of the book of Mark. We just left off where Jesus fed 4,000 people by multiplying thousands of meals from a few fish and loaves. Jesus and the disciples immediately left that place by boat. And when they went ashore again, Jesus encountered more of the hypocritical Pharisees of the day. They intended to test and to discredit him, of course. Ironically, after all the healings and casting out of demons that Mark already recorded, the Pharisees were seeking a sign of his divine authority. Interesting how you can present all the evidence in the world to a hard-hearted and sinful mindset, and the bondage to sin won't allow anything to change that mind. This phenomenon has never changed. And as Jesus warns in this passage, we must still be on the alert to those who wear all the trappings of religion and may even speak the language, but reject Jesus as their Lord and their God by holding fast to sin and disobeying God. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, Spiritual Poison. What does Phariseeism look like today? Well, things like having to be from the right schools or reading the right books or attending the right church. It's just the same as it was in Jesus' day. It's loving to be seen by men for our outward goodness. It's things like putting your name on the things that you donate or making a show of praying rather than just doing it quietly, using your abilities to gain applause rather than because you want to honor God with the best that you have. Phariseeism or legalism in that sense or that kind of hypocrisy boils down to adding anything to what's in the Bible and making it the standard that you expect others to live up to in order for you to declare them righteous like you are or for them to be saved like you are. And it's alive and well in our generation. It just doesn't happen to go by the name of Phariseeism. It's hypocrisy, it's legalism, and it's poison. There is leaven of Pharisee influences galore. Just be careful. Next category of spiritual, hazardous spiritual influences. Mark mentions it also in chapter 8, verse 15. The leaven of Herod. He was giving orders to them saying, watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees. And the leaven of Herod. That's interesting. Herod wasn't the friend of the Jews. But you know, there was a party that of the, among the Jews, like the Sadducees, like the Pharisees. There was the, the Herodians. Remember that they were the ones who, who were sort of cozying up to Herod Antipas, and they were part of the plot to, uh, to, to murder Jesus. The corrupting influence of Herod that he illustrates is politics and immorality. I know you don't think the politics and immorality go hand in hand, but I've got news for you. There was a cozy relationship between Herod Antipas and especially the Sadducees because they controlled the priesthood and what went on in and around the temple. And this corrupting influence is evident today 
just as it was then when people marry their faith to a certain political stance or currying political power or favors or advancing a political agenda of a certain party even when it isn't derived from Scripture. Many times I've been asked over the years to make available the church directory to groups so that they can look and see who isn't registered to vote and send them registration materials or systematically call people to campaign for their thing, whatever it is. And we always turn them down because that's not what we're about. The leaven of Herod is still alive and well. I highlighted for you, oh, I don't know, some weeks back, the um, tragic results of the Ligonier Ministries study, their survey of the, the state of theology in America. And remember, we found out from that that a majority, majority, that means more than half, a majority of people in America who identify themselves as evangelicals believe things that are antithetical to the gospel. The majority of people who say they're evangelicals believe that your works are part of what is required for you to get to heaven. That's not the gospel. That's not evangelical. That's not the Bible. That's antithetical to the Bible. But you know what's going on? At the very same time that that's true, that most evangelicals don't believe the absolute bare minimum fundamentals of evangelicalism, evangelicals can be counted on to be a consistent voting block for a certain political party. There's a greater political identity associated with the word evangelical than there is an accurate theological identity associated with evangelicals. My friends, that taste in your mouth is the leaven of Herod, and it's not good. When professing Christians are more likely to vote a certain way than they are to believe God's Word, the leaven of Herod is thriving. Oh, and then there's the other side of Herod besides his political influence. There's his penchant for Remember the story from a couple of chapters ago about how John the Baptist lost his head? It was directly related to Herod Antipas' penchant for uh, adultery and incest and lewdness. Ever heard of any notable evangelicals in our generation associated with maybe large churches or other organizations falling into sexual immorality, like megachurch pastors, maybe the president of the National Association of Evangelicals. Eleven of Herod is thriving. Now, there's one more brand of poison that you are asked to be aware of and stay away from. It's the leaven of Sadducees. Now, you can look down at your Bible and scour carefully and look through what I just read to you, and you'll not find the word Sadducees. Here in Mark 8, Mark didn't include Sadducees, but Matthew did because his Jewish readers would, would understand that. So I'm going to include both of them, Pharisees and Sadducees, along with Herod, because you have the whole Bible. You have both Matthew and Mark. It's over in Matthew chapter 16, his version of this same incident, Mark, uh, Matthew 16, 11, and 12. Jesus says to them, 
How is it that you do not understand that I did not speak to you concerning bread? But beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Then they understood that he did not say to beware of the leaven of bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and Sadducees. And there's a a little subtle point here. Would you notice that Jesus said, the leaven, singular, of the Pharisees and Sadducees, as if there's one corrupting influence of both Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, how can that be? The Pharisees and Sadducees are polar opposites on nearly everything. Well, the point is, they both corrupt equally badly. You can add to the Word of God or you can take away from the Word of God. Either way, you corrupt the Word of God. One poison coming in two different flavors, if you will. Now, what's the leaven of the Sadducees? I would suggest to you it is skepticism and theological liberalism. Maybe throw in married to pragmatism, you know, just maintaining their own position. The Pharisees were the religious extreme conservatives of Jesus' day. The Sadducees were the religious liberals. They were rationalists before rationalism was invented. The Sadducees rejected all but the first five books of the Old Testament, and what they did believe about the the Torah, they turned into a bunch of mystical silliness. They mingled worldly philosophies and anti-supernaturalism with the Scriptures, which is not a very easy thing to do. And the result is they became aristocratic, religious, stuffed shirts. That's all they were. How do we know that? Well, over in the book of Acts, Luke is writing, explaining to some people uh, about the distinctions between those groups within Judaism, and he writes this in Acts 23.8. The Sadducees say that there is no resurrection. Wow, that's really biblical, isn't it? And, or, nor an angel, no such thing as spirit beings, no such thing as life after death, nor a spirit, but the Pharisees acknowledge them all. My friends, the leaven of Sadducees is all over the place now. These days, and I, I don't know, I don't remember if there was exactly a question on the Ligonier study or not, but I know this to be true. These days, most, as in the vast majority, most professing Christians deny that creation took place in six days. Most evangelicals, most professing Christians reject, reject, disbelieve and contradict and preach such the first three chapters of Revelation. Actually, the first four, five, six, seven, eight 9, 10, 11. We have Christian commentaries these days that are soft-pedaling the bodily resurrection. It wasn't necessarily a physical resurrection. We have famous people today writing books that are on the bestseller list denying eternal punishment in the lake of fire. There are missions organizations around the world now that are supposedly preaching the gospel, but then they're telling people it's It's okay for you to remain 
in a false religious system, even after you put your faith in Christ. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.